Hey, did everybody get a Bible who needed one? Thanks, dude. Everybody get a Bible? Got one? If you got it, say got it. Got it. Awesome. Hey, open the Bible to the book of Acts. Open the Bible to the book of Acts. If uh, you don't know where that is, maybe you're unfamiliar with the Bible, it is in the second half. So the Bible is split up into two, 66 books, but split up into two. And uh, the first section is the Old Testament, and the second section is the New Testament. And we're going to be in the New Testament tonight. And once you get to the New Testament, it'll go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. And we're going to be in the book of Acts tonight. Chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And... uh, as you turn there, I, I, I want to, I want to, I just want to be up front. I, I believe the Bible is, is, is real. I don't believe the Bible to be just a, a book, a history book. I don't believe the Bible to be uh, something that, to take lightly. I believe the Bible is literally the breathing, living word of God. And uh, it, it was written through a bunch of people uh, by the through the Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, and we have been given it, and it is useful for everything that we need in life. And so before we get to the book of Acts, I want to read a passage that's going to be on the screen, and it's out of 2 Timothy, and this is the message translation. If you don't know the message translation, get to know it, because it's good. And uh, it's more of like a slang translation. It says this, every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another. Showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. That's the Bible. The Bible is God-breathed. This isn't just like a couple people's opinions. No, this is the living word of God. And it says that the Bible is sharper than a double-edged sword. This is, we're, not, we're not playing games when it comes to the Bible. And so I believe that. I want to be upfront about that before we even dive into the book of Acts. But are you there? Acts chapter 2. If you got it, say got it. All right. It'll also be up on the screen. And uh, actually, before we dive in, uh, we're in, we're in a, a, a series we're calling Authentic Community. And this is something that's just, it's more than a series. It's, it's our word for the year. And what we mean by that is it's something that's going to categorize or theme the, the entire school year this year. And honestly, just moving forward, we want to be a people that's about authentic community. And so if you were here last week, we, had a, we gave you the opportunity to sign up for a life group. Who, who signed up for a life group? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Hey, we're going to have another opportunity to sign up for life groups tonight after service. And uh, you can get a bracelet. It says hashtag LWYFAM. And uh, that's more than a phrase. Can I get an amen? amen. It's more than, that's more than just a catchy thing to put on a bracelet. LW, like we are family. And so what that means is that every person who steps foot into this building is a part of our family, period. And they don't, have to, they don't have to believe the things that we believe. They don't have to behave a certain way. They don't have to get their act together. They belong the second that they walk through that door. And so if you're here tonight and you think, man, I, I, I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. I, you guys are weird during worship, and, and I don't know if I believe. That's okay. You still belong. Because you belong here before you believe, before you feel like you're behaving like a Christian, whatever that means. And uh, you belong here. So I, I want to I X out and uh, just blow up any kind of idea you have that I don't belong here. I don't, I'm not good enough to be here. I'm not a good enough Christian. I, I don't know the Bible well enough to be here. All of that's just a bunch of garbage because you belong here no matter what, period. Amen? 
Amen, awesome. Well, let's dive in. Acts chapter two, we're gonna start in verse 42. And uh, the Acts is, uh, is known for just the record of the early church. And so when Jesus uh, died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and then he ascended into heaven, and then he came back, he gave us the Holy Spirit so we can talk to God, experience God wherever we are. And I'm thankful for that. And that's when the church began, the early church. And so the, the book of Acts is the record, the, the account of all the, all the apostles, the disciples, and uh, it's really the beginning of the church. And when I say church, I don't necessarily mean the building. Uh, I mean the people. You are the church. This building is not the church. If we just made this building the church and that was it, we'd miss the points because you are the church. Okay, Acts chapter 2. Starting in verse 42, it says this. It'll be on the screen too as well. It says this. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together. Everybody say together. together. And had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, everybody say together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Let's pray. <sighs> Father, thank you for your word. God, I thank you that it is sharper than a double-edged sword, and so it cuts in me. And it, and it corrects me, and it shows me the way of life. It preps me for all that you're calling me to. And so, God, I pray as we dive into the word tonight, as we talk about what it means to live in community, and not just being together, but being in community and actually doing life together. God, I pray that you would convict us where we need to be convicted. God, that you would change in our hearts what needs to be changed. God, that you would give us a new perspective where we need a new perspective. God, I pray that, that we would leave here a little bit more like you. I just want to be more like you. That's it. I want to be more like you. And so, God, I pray, God, even as you use me tonight, God, to speak what you've deposited in my heart, God, I pray that you would change me. God, that you would do something in me. And, God, I pray that we would all collectively as hashtag LWY fam, God, that we would leave different, and, God, that we would be closer to you, uh, more in love with you, more uh, more ready to pursue what you have for us and who you are. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. 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 Have you all been in, in, in an elevator? Yeah? I, um, I honestly probably haven't been in an elevator in like, I don't know, like 10 years maybe. And, and then Chase and I were in an elevator a, a couple weeks ago when we were at the hospital. And I was just reminded how awkward elevators are. Like, like, like really awkward. Like, I, if you know me, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at, like, embracing awkward situations. I, I don't really care if, if people think I'm awkward. And so I just kind of, I just kind of run with it. It's just, just who I am, who I like to be, you know. But, but when I got in that elevator and, like, it, it started out just me and Chase and then we're, like, standing in the middle, which was a terrible idea. Elevator etiquette, don't stand in the middle, uh, because you are exposed on every side. You are an island that has no exit. You're just surrounded by people, and it's awkward, uh, and I didn't like it. Anyways, 
we were in an elevator and then just one by one, people kept coming. And have you ever been in a full elevator? Because can I get an amen? There's a difference between an elevator with just a couple people and an elevator full of people. And uh, it gets real awkward. Everybody feels like they have to smile at one another, but don't talk because why would you want to talk to the person in the elevator? We don't talk in the elevator. We just sit there and sit all nice and cozy. And uh, some of us are like, my, someone's touching my butt. I don't know what with, but they are touching my butt and uh, I feel uncomfortable and uh, praise God for the, I mean, I wish I was the person on the outside. At least I have control and like I can like go as far back as I want and I have, I have control. I can see every angle, but no, I was in the middle and so I was, there's people behind me, there's people to the side of me and I literally have no control. I am, I am so exposed. I feel naked in an elevator and, uh, and I was just reminded how awkward that is. Like we're all together in this elevator yet like none of us know each other. None of us have ever experienced any interaction with each other yet we're closer than I've ever been with some people I've known my entire life. Like it's, I was closer in that elevator with someone, a stranger than I've, than I've been with like my brother. Like you go from zero to a hundred real quick. And uh, anybody heard that song? Anyways, anyway. And, uh, and I, I, I was struck by this as I, I was prepping for this message talking about community because I think, and I probably know all too well having grown up in the church, is that it is very true that we can be together often but not actually be together. I, I was struck with the reality that we often can be in close proximity a lot but not actually an actual community. Like just like I was in that elevator with a bunch of complete strangers with stories I don't know and people I've never, like just complete strangers to the, to, the, to the most umpth degree. I don't think that's a word. And I was reminded of what church looks like sometimes, unfortunately. I was reminded that like sometimes church, like I, I'm, with, I'm with the same people. And for me, like I work here, so I, I'm here a lot. And uh, I'm with the same people a lot, but I can go through seasons where I'm not actually in community. I'm not actually, like people don't actually know me. We're just together a lot. And that's probably the reality for some of you, like, for some, like me, for some of you. Like I, I don't know all of you very well, but if you come every week, I'm here with you every week. And I think sometimes, honestly, I think we can equate that to, yeah, I'm a community. I come to church, you know? I, I come here a lot, like, I worship with you guys, like, but no one actually knows you. Just like that elevator, like, you are, you are cl in close proximity. Maybe, maybe you're even, like, on a team. Maybe you serve in connections or, or, or whatever it is. Like, you come here a lot and you say, yeah, I'm, pr I'm pretty involved but yet no one actually knows you. You're not actually in community, and that's not to condemn you because we're all there in some way. But I believe God, like this passage of scripture, like they, who, all who believed were together and had all things in common. And if you look deeper into that phrase, they, all, all who believed ha, were together and had all things in common. That word common, it's more of a sense of like, I belong in this place. I belong to this group of people. And they all believed and they were together. I mean, they, they were attending church together. They were in each other's homes. They were doing everything together. They were selling their stuff so other people could, could live uh, the way they needed to, that, to have what they needed to survive. I mean, they were doing everything for someone like they had known them forever. But honestly, the reality is of the scripture, they probably didn't know them more than the person I knew in the elevator. And so I'm reminded 
that we're here a lot, we're with the same people a lot, and yet we're not actually in community and no one actually knows us. And that's a scary place to live. And I think, I think we live in a generation that's like a, I don't know what to call it, like a, you ever seen those bubbles you get in? You know what I'm talking about? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like Clyde that one time. Anybody go to Clyde where we were in those bubbles and we just knocked people over? That did something to me. <laughs> Anybody ever seen that? I think there's a movie called Bubble something, Bubble Boy or, is that a movie? Maybe that's went all over your heads because they probably missed your generation. Anyways, I believe that we're some sort of like bubble generation. And what I mean by that is I think we go around life keeping everybody at arm's distance. I think we go around doing everything that we do. Like, yeah, I have my friends on my soccer team. I have my friends at school. I have my friends at church. And and I have these friends. I, I mean, I hang out with them probably six times a week. Like, I'm with them all the time, but yet... Honestly, when it comes to the real things of our life, the things that we struggle with, the things that, that nobody knows about, the things that, that happen in our room before when everyone's gone, everyone's asleep, like the things that we're actually dealing with, the loneliness, the thoughts of suicide, the depression, the anxiety, these all these things that like that that people, if we're gonna live in community, they need to know because they want we want people to walk with you. But oftentimes we're with the people, but we're in this bubble generation of like you stay arms distance away from me because if you knew me. If you knew the thoughts I had, if you knew the things I did when I was outside of these four walls, I got to keep everybody at arm's distance because if they really knew me, they wouldn't love me. If they really knew me, they would think differently of me. And I want to challenge this, and I know I I went from like zero to 100 in terms of like seriousness, but this is like life or death kind of stuff. I don't know if you know, but it, I mean, it's everywhere. People that, that, that seem to be doing really good one day, one hour, and then a couple hours later, a day later, they've committed suicide because of their anxiety and their depression. And so this is life and death kind of stuff. And, 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 and it's been in our conversations a lot lately, but we need people that we're talking with. We need people that, man, when I have certain kind of thoughts, or when I have stuff like this, I can go tell somebody I need to be known, I need to be in community like these disciples and these believers were in community. And, uh, and I think our problem is that in these God moments, like, like when we come to church, right? We, we worship together, we hear a message together. And I think we, in, the, in these crowd moments, we're like, God, I, I surrender completely. And then he gives us people to walk with us and help us and do life together. And we get picky in particular. Like, I don't like you. What you got going on, I don't want it. <laughs> and we get really picky in particular. And so I, I want to encourage you tonight. Authentic community is for everyone. Not just who you, not just who you want it to be with. We're doing life groups, and I, I hope you sign up. And I hope you show up, because I believe, I believe it's going to change your life. But it's for everyone. And, and what I mean by that is, I, I think, 
like LWY fam, it's just a, like, it isn't just a cool phrase we put on bracelets, but I believe like the writer of this, this passage, the writer of Acts said that all who believed were together and had all things in common. I think he meant it. Because the reality is most of these people didn't know each other super well, weren't super fond maybe of some of them, but they, they gathered around the central thing and that was Jesus and they said, I don't, I don't know you, but I'm going to sell my stuff for you because I believe that we're supposed to do life together. I, I believe that we're supposed to do life not alone, not, not isolated, but together in community. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump on board. I'm going to get in. I'm going to live this life with you. I'm going to do whatever it takes, right? I mean, they're, they're not just like, hey, yeah, I'll come help you do stuff. No, they, they're, they're literally selling their belongings and say, hey, if you have need, I got you. I got you. Your need is my need. But yet oftentimes when it comes to like groups of people and like who we let in and who we let past that bubble, we get real picky. And I was, convi- I was convicted, and maybe this convicts you, but man, God really convicted me. Because on- I'll be honest with you, like I am a judgmental person. <laughs> like we all, got, we all got stuff that we would deal with, judgmentalism. Is that a word? Sure. It is tonight, okay? Um, I get real judgmental. I do. I I, uh, I posted out my story yesterday, but I was at a coffee shop and uh, there was this, this there's like these three old people talking, and uh, it, their conversation was super weird. First of all, <laughs> and uh, but I I'm the biggest eavesdropper on on the place of the place of the planet, <laughs> the face of the planet. <laughs> I'm the biggest eavesdropper in the universe. I'm so bad at it. Like I'll, I'll be, and this is terrible. Uh, I'm sorry, babe. We obviously we've worked this out, but like, we'll be at, we'll be at like, uh, uh like a dinner or a coffee shop. We'll be just sitting there and I, I, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, 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 babe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm, I get so distracted and I look at people and I, I love, I will, I love watching people. I get, I, honestly, if they would pay me to do it, I, I'd quit my job. Anyway, uh, no, not actually. But but I, I love watching people and 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 for most for the most part it's 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 a healthy thing because I, I think people are interesting and, and fun to watch. But but a lot of times I get real judgmental. A lot of times I put labels on people I don't know. A lot of times uh, I act and I live and I operate as if I know why they do what they do, why they say what they say, and why they are the way they are. And the reality is, I don't know a darn thing about why they, I just spit everywhere, you see that? I don't know a darn thing about what, why they do what they do. I don't know their motives. I, I'm not God, but yet I play them a lot. And I get real judgmental and I put labels on people and I act as if I know their motive. And then the reality is, I don't, you don't. And the reality is, I think that's what often keeps us from allowing people into the community with us, to do life to with us, to be uh, just like, arm in arm, let's do this life together. I think oftentimes the thing that keeps us from saying, uh, all, all, like, I, I'm going to do anything that you need. You're going to do anything I need because I believe in your walk with God. I believe that, that this life is meant not to do alone. And I think that most of the time we don't do it and we're hindered by it because we get super judgmental and get, we get super picky. And the Lord convicted me of this. If God was as picky as I am with people, I don't think he would have picked me. And I, maybe I'll maybe I'll disagree with that statement a little later. But I, I just I, there was just this concept of like, 
man, if God, was, if God was as judgmental as I was, if God put as many labels as I did, if God was as picky as I am with who I let into my life and who I, who I want to pursue and engage and invest in and do life with, if, I was as picky, if God was as picky as me, I, I, there's no saying if he'd pick me or not. <laughs> I'm a messed up person. And I was, man, I was just struck because I think oftentimes we get really picky. And the reality is, you're not going to be picking the life groups you sign up for. Isn't that fun? <laughs> and I say that not to like, sucks for you. I, I, say, I say that because the reality is, you're not going to be like, hippity dipty with everybody in your group. <laughs> but hear me, right? Hear me right, right now. Do not let that stop you or keep you from engaging in a life group and doing life with somebody. Because authentic community includes everybody. The second thing is this. Authentic community takes vulnerability. If you're around church at, at, at any, uh, I'm gonna take a drink of water. It's gonna be. Should have unscrewed it before. You guys enjoy you guys enjoy that? No. Okay. Whoever said that? Just kidding. Authentic community takes vulnerability. I just want to preface this not because I don't think you are smart, but because I think sometimes uh, outside of the church this word's not used very much. And so I, I wanna dechurch it for a second. Vulnerability is, uh, is getting rid of the mask and the facade that you put on so that people see you a certain way. Vulnerability is choosing to let people in. Vulnerability is choosing to say, I can't do this by myself and so I need somebody, but it's going to take a lot of courage because I have to share something I've never shared before. I have to share something that, that, that I've, never, I've never really talked to anybody about. I, I haven't, I've never talked to anybody about the person I used to be. I, I've never talked about what happens at home. I, I've never talked about fill in the blank. That's vulnerability. And so I want, I, I want to preface this, this, this next year. That like uh, Chase said it last week, but like this time next year, that like it's weird if someone's not in a life group, that's, that's how committed we are to doing life together. And so I, 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 I want to preface life groups that it's, it's, it's not going to be easy, breezy, beautiful. Like, it's going to take some vulnerability. And vulnerability takes courage. It, ta it takes stepping out into, honestly, a lot of uncomfort and, 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 so, and stuff that you, you're, you're not going to necessarily like in the moment. Sharing things and, and, and in front of people feeling maybe a little exposed, maybe feeling a little vulnerable. But the reason for life groups, the reason for authentic community is that when you share that, you're not, you're not received as, what the heck is wrong with you? No, you're received as, hey, we're here with you. We love you. And we believe you're going to get through this. Hey, we're here for you. We love you. We don't see you any different. And we want to walk this through with you. 
that's, that's what vulnerability should be accept, received as. Like that, and so as we, as we step into this new season, and I, I hope, again, like you, after service, go sign up for a life group because vulnerability is so needed in our life. But the reality is no one, none, none of us, uh, maybe, maybe one of you, maybe, maybe you're just really holy, but like none of us naturally enjoy being vulnerable. Just not an, not a natural thing. Like, oh my gosh, yes! I want to share about the deep, dark things in my life that I never told anybody. Like, like I, I love that. Oh man, dude, sign me up. <laughs> no, like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't natural, we don't naturally want to do that. Like, it's it's against it's against that 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 sin nature that we have. The reality that we're not perfect people, that we're flawed, and since from the beginning of time we have fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. And so naturally, we don't enjoy sharing with what's going on in our life. We don't like sharing. We, we are bubble people. Let me keep you at a distance. Let me keep you at arm's reach. Because I don't want to, I don't want to let you in. I don't want you to know. And we naturally don't do it. But hear this. When it comes to vulnerability, I want you to hear this. I should have put this on the screen. I didn't. But I want you to hear this. Okay, I'll say it twice. We think that the risk of being vulnerable is greater than the risk of not being known. Let me say it again. We think that the risk of being vulnerable is greater than the risk of not being known. And can I tell you, it's not. <laughs> the risk of being vulnerable pales in, com- pales in comparison to the risk of doing life by yourself. The risk of, of saying, hey, I struggle with this and I don't know if any of you do, but I do and I'm gonna be courageous and I'm gonna tell people because that's what they told me to do. Like, The risk of being vulnerable, though it's scary, uncomfortable, and you need a lot of courage and you need a lot of boldness, it pales in comparison to doing life by yourself, by doing life alone, by doing life isolated from actual community. And I'm not saying like, well, Wes, like I have friends and we hang out. Yeah, well, I have friends and we hang out, but we don't always talk about the things that are going on in our life. And we need that. And I think I'm gonna speak to the people who like you, you count yourself as like a church person. I'm gonna let you decide if you're, you're one of those. And, and mostly when I say that, like people who like you either grew up in the church or you've been going to the church for a long time. So I'll, I'll put it in categories. If that, if, that, if that fits you, I think it's a lot easier for us because we come here on a regular basis to get to this place of like, I have friends, we hang out, we go to church, we worship, we raise our hands, we take notes, but we're actually not actually doing life together. Like I don't actually know what she's struggling with. I don't know what he's struggling with. I don't know what, like if there's one thing that he needs prayer for, I, I don't know what it is. And man, think about a community where like you're, you're in the middle of worship and you're not just like with people worshiping, which is awesome, by the way. But you're in worship and you see somebody in your life group and you're like, I remember that they need to pray for this. You know what? I'm going to worship right now, but I'm also going to pray for that because I believe God wants to do something in their life that they can't even imagine or comprehend. And so I'm going to believe right now for that person. You kidding me? That would change this whole entire room. This would change this whole entire group. 
If we started thinking like that, if we started thinking like, no, they, I'm not just like, that isn't just a stranger over there. No, they're in my life group and I'm going to pray for them because I, I know that they need God to show up in their life. Man, that would change everything. But yet we're so hesitant to be vulnerable, but that is what it's going to take. And the last is this. Authentic community can't be contained. And I want to unpack that for a second. Because I think we could, I, I think we could start this new season of like, yeah, we're going to jump into life groups and, and LWI fam. It's not just a phrase. It's, it's who we are. And, and so whoever, but whoever comes in here, like they're a part of a family. And, and I'm in this life group. I'm a sophomore boy and I'm in this life group. And, you know, we meet here. This is our leader. And I think it could get, it could, it could, there could be a tendency that we just move from this real big huddle to these real small huddles. And we miss the point that authentic community, if it doesn't continue to extend itself to the people outside of this room and this group and people who would identify as LWI fam, then we've missed the point. Because there are people who need Jesus. And yes, we want to do life together in, in, in life groups. But man, if, if we miss the reality that I'm actually, I'm getting built up here and doing life together so that I can go out, that we can go out and we can extend this kind of community to the people around us. Man, if we miss that, we, we've missed it. If you read the book of Acts, which I challenge you to do so because there's some, there's some crazy stuff that happens in the book of Acts. I go read the book of Acts, but man, they, they did life together. I mean, they knew how to do life together. They, I mean, they were in each other's homes all the time. They, I mean, all the things that, that American people are just really bad at. Like, they're really good at it, and so we need to learn from them. But man, they didn't miss the point of like, there's still people to be saved. There's still people who need Jesus. There's still people that like, this authentic community is awesome, but if we, miss the, if we, if we start not extending ourselves and not letting, this, letting the, the, the door stay open, for more people to come, like, this is my life group, nobody else can join. <laughs> if we get to that place, we've missed the point. And as much as we want, like, I want LWI family groups, and I want to be just booming. <laughs> but the moment we get content with closing the entry gate to this family, we've missed it. And whether you know it or not, because I think it's hard, I think it's hard in, in the school setting to, uh, to reach out to friends because I think they think church is weird and they think Jesus is weird, a lot of them. And, and uh, whether you know it or not, your friends want this kind of this kind of life. Whether you know it or not, the people you know that have no clue who Jesus is, don't know who Jesus is, or are bubble from G, like bubble people when it comes to Jesus, they want this kind of community. They just they just don't know it, or they don't know how to do it. They've been taught the opposite. They've been taught to you you do you and you keep yourself good and, and keep everybody else at a distance. And so when we, I just want to encourage you for the, for the, like, we got a lot of questions at that Q&R just about, like, how do I talk to my friend who doesn't really know Jesus? 
And the first and foremost thing that I want to challenge you with, like, let your heart break for the reality that they, they need Jesus and they need this kind of community, but they don't know it or they don't know how. And so when I go into it with that, that perspective, man, my heart is different. It's not like, I need to get them saved. It's more of like, man, I just wish, I wish they would know that they're loved by a God that, that doesn't leave them or forsake them when they do something wrong. I wish they knew that, that there, there's people who want to do life with them. And no matter how many times their parents say, like, I hate you, I don't want you a part of this family, or whatever it is, that there is a community of people that wants to do life with them. And they're loved and accepted in a place, like... If we go into that, that, those kinds of conversations and those kinds of settings at school, like knowing that, man, the, these people, they don't know it, but they really need Jesus and they really want this kind of community where they're fully known and fully loved. Living out vulnerability, not in rows, just hearing somebody talk at them, but, but really doing life together. If I, if I begin to see my friends that way, it'll change the way I talk to them. It'll change the way I lead him. It'll change the way I, 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 I pursue him and run after him. I think we get real content easy, easily. And, and if we realized how in desperate need these people are of, of community and Jesus, man, we would be sprinting out these doors, knocking down every door, knocking down every person, saying, hey, you're loved, by, you're loved by God, whether you know it or not. I want to do life with you. I'm here for you if you need anything. Uh, if you want, you want prayer for something, like, that might sound weird to you, but I'm here for you. I want you to know that you're loved, you're cared for, you're accepted. Not for who you try to pretend to be, but who you are. Like, if we're going in, it just changes everything. And I want to I respond in a couple ways. Maybe just one way. And then hopefully, I want you to, I mean... I hope you sign up for a life group. I'm going to change that. Sign up for a life group. Do it. And if you're like real hesitant, like, eh, I don't know, just try it. <laughs> just try it. Do it. Go for it and see what happens because I believe like whether you know it or not, God wants to do something drastic in your life. And I think it's going to happen when you start doing life together and people start knowing you. And something will begin to happen in you when, when people know you and they still love you. But I realize, I, I realize that a lot of us have maybe some trust issues of really like letting people in and, 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 and being okay with sharing things that are, that are really hard and difficult and, and maybe sensitive information. And I want to challenge you that, that Arch, when it, come, when it comes to living life in Jesus-filled, faith-filled, spirit-filled community, our trust issue is, is not, I mean, I don't want to reduce or minimize maybe something that's happened to you that has caused you to, to have, maybe you think have trust issues. But I think more than anything, it's not so much a, a this thing, but it's a this thing. And uh, I want to I challenge you to, uh, to trust God that as you step out into community and as you step out into doing life together and saying, I'm not, I, I'm done with this living life by myself crap. Like when you step out of that, I believe and you, tr- and you say, God, I trust you. And I know this, this is scary for me and this is not something I, I, I'm super down with right now, but I trust you 
I believe God will show up. I, be, I believe God will meet you where you're at. Sign up for a life group. Let's do life together. Let's bow our heads close our eyes.